My friends, welcome to Tuesday, another difficult week. Nothing good comes from war except the prevention of something even worse. As pressure increases on the Biden administration to take more aggressive action against Putin, the question I keep asking myself is how can we minimize the collateral damage to Americans and use the crisis to move toward a greener and more humane future? Well, here are five possible ways. Number one, help Americans endure higher prices. The best way to stop Putin's war machine would be to put economic sanctions on anyone buying Russian oil or gas, because oil and gas revenue makes up about half of the Kremlin's budget. But such sanctions would also drive the prices of oil and natural gas through the roof. Gas prices in America are already topping $4 a gallon. Here in California, $5. What to do? We should look for ways to help Americans caught in the energy squeeze. One would be to revive the refundable expanded child tax credit, which, after all, enabled millions of poor and working class families to survive the COVID recession. Number two, move the nation toward green energy. Energy lobbyists are using the present crisis to demand that the U.S. build new liquid natural gas terminals, allow more gas and oil pipelines, and approve new leasing of federal lands for oil drilling. That's the exact opposite of where we need to go. However we invest in new energy infrastructure, none of it will have an immediate impact on energy prices. The practical, longer-term choice is between an energy infrastructure that supports the production of more fossil fuels, such as the additional LNG terminals, pipelines, and oil leases that energy lobbyists are now pushing, and one that moves the nation more quickly to renewable energy sources, such as subsidies for electric cars, batteries, and charging stations. It's important to use this opportunity to build the green infrastructure America needs for the long term. Number three, don't enlarge the military-industrial complex. Though the U.S. and other Western allies have stopped short of sending troops to Ukraine, they're sending weapons. Even Sweden, a non-NATO member, has announced it will send anti-tank weapons, helmets, and body armor to Ukraine. Finland has pledged assault rifles and anti-tank weapons. In America, budget analysts expect defense spending in the 2023 federal budget to rise to between three and a half and 4% of the entire economy. All this military spending comes at the expense of domestic priorities in the United States and abroad. It also increases the likelihood of armed conflict. The big winners, U.S. aerospace and defense contractors that are making many of these weapon systems and whose share prices are surging. Look, America's defense budget is already bloated. It's bigger than the next 10 defense budgets put together. There's no reason for more defense spending. Number four, don't abandon human rights. Putin's war is also making the U.S. recalibrate its emphasis on human rights. That would be a huge mistake. This past weekend, Biden officials met in Venezuela with the government of President Nicolas Maduro. Why? Because Venezuela's petroleum exports are seen as a potential substitute for Russian oil. But Maduro's government 
has been responsible for extrajudicial executions and short-term forced disappearances. It has jailed opponents, prosecuted civilians in military courts, tortured detainees, and cracked down on protesters. Judicial authorities have participated or been complicit in the abuses. Maduro used a state of emergency implemented in response to COVID-19 as a pretext to intensify his control over the population. Last year, a United States fact-finding commission concluded that Maduro and his regime had committed crimes against humanity. The exodus of Venezuelans fleeing repression and the humanitarian emergency represents the largest migration crisis in recent Latin American history. Biden's advisors are also discussing a possible visit to Saudi Arabia to help repair relations and convince the kingdom to pump more oil. But Saudi Arabia is also among the world's worst abusers of human rights. According to the CIA, Saudi Arabia's de facto leader, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, was directly involved in the murder and dismemberment of Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi. It makes no sense for America to sacrifice human rights around the rest of the world in an effort to protect human rights in Ukraine. Five, and finally, expand voting rights in America. Last weekend, Vice President Kamala Harris visited Selma, Alabama, standing by the iconic Edmund Pettus Bridge that was the site of a violent clash between civil rights leaders and segregationist police in 1965. The first black woman to serve as vice president drew a haunting parallel between the American icons who marched for their rights and the Ukrainians fighting for their nation's survival against an invading Russian army. She said, today the eyes of the world are on Ukraine and the brave people who are fighting to protect their country and their democracy. And their bravery is a reminder that freedom and democracy can never be taken for granted by any of us. The fight in Ukraine should galvanize America to protect voting rights, whether it's a black activist being beaten by a police officer or a mother marching across a muddy field fleeing violence. The brutality is the same. In 2013, the Supreme Court gutted the law, passed months after the original Selma March, arguing that protections for black voters were no longer needed in states with deep histories of discrimination. In the years since, states have moved methodically to make access to ballots more difficult. The Senate is now sitting on two measures that would make it easier for all Americans to vote and reverse these state efforts, the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act and the Freedom to Vote Act. But in an evenly divided Senate, the only way to get 60 senators to end debate and proceed to vote on these measures is by ending the filibuster or carving out voting rights from it. Two Democrats, Senators Kirsten Sinema of Arizona and Joe Manchin of West Virginia, do not support eliminating the filibuster. Putin's war against Ukraine's democracy should remind us of how fundamental the struggle for democracy is to our own purpose and ideals, and enact these two measures necessary to protect voting rights in America. What can you do? Organize, mobilize, and energize others to take these actions.